Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Triangles Meditation Group. Today is October 25th, 2021. And let's just begin with a brief moment of silence to align our group field. We know, O oh Lord of life and love, about the need. Touch our hearts anew with love, that we too may love and give. So our work together each week is twofold, to introduce this work of triangles to people who are new to it and to aid them and encourage them in the forming of triangles. So if you're new to this work, you might want to go to our website, triangles.org, where you can find quite a wealth of information about this planetary service. And also, we come together each week to provide a platform for those of us who are already members of this service work to come together and participate in a meditative visualization in the support and strengthening of the planetary network. Triangles is a simple visualization technique using the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform consciousness. The work is simply the establishing of lines of lighted loving communication between three people who agree to vivify that triangular link every day, working with the souls of their partners and coming together as one group soul. Then the triangle that we're working with is placed within the larger planetary network of triangles. And as the network is visualized, the great implication is sounded in order to release and transmit energies of light, lighted goodwill to all humanity, and specifically to those who can respond to it. Triangles work only takes a few minutes each day, and it can therefore be fit into even the busiest of schedules. So if you'd like some information about this work uh, in actual paper form, we can send it to you. So it's a good way to have some pamphlets or cards on hand that you can share with people in your neighborhood, in your town, who, might, who you think might be interested. So please feel free to write to us. So this week, we're having the privilege of working with Frida Kemp. Um, she's presented a couple of times before in the webinar. She's a longtime student of the Ageless Wisdom, studying with the Center for Esoteric Studies, and a former instructor and mentor with the Moria Federation for many years. And for the past five years, she's been studying with Tetrada, Ashram School of the Four Rays of Aspect in Russia. She's written a short booklet called The Spiritualization of Money, a Great Spiritual Asset. Frida also teaches classes in spirituality and leads regular full moon meditations online from her home in Toronto, Canada. And today she'll be sharing with us on the theme of the power of thought to manifest the new civilization. And this will really be a four-part um, 
series. This is the first, and over the next months, we'll be hearing from Frida again. And I also wanted to let people know and remind you that on this coming Wednesday, we will be having a um, World Goodwill, a Goodwill webinar that's on the 27th. And this will be preparing us for our seminar, which will be held on November 6th, a Saturday, uh, less than two weeks away, on the theme of imagination and social regeneration. And so we hope as many of you as possible can attend and register ahead of time for that webinar. It's going to be held in all three headquarters of Lucis Trust, and it will be having a link here in our chat box so you can register and receive notifications of that. And also a reminder that in many countries uh, next weekend, you will be changing from summertime to standard time, but we here in the United States will still be on our daylight time, as we call it, for another week. So for those who live um, in a different time, different uh, zone than the United States, you might want to make sure that if you'd like to participate in next week's webinar, you do so one hour earlier. All right. All right, so now as we do so every week, we're going to work with our brief visualization. So let's visualize the planet as a sphere of lighted energy. And within that sphere, visualize a triangle of the three planetary centers composed of Shambhala, the planetary head center, the spiritual hierarchy, the planetary heart, and humanity, the planetary throat center. Visualize each center as a sphere of lighted energy and see those energies merging and blending, filling the triangle with light. and superimpose upon that triangle a five-pointed star. This is the star of the world teacher, linking east and west, past and present, radiating the energy of love wisdom. At each point of the star stands an outpost of his consciousness, the five planetary centers. Visualize the energies radiating forth from the center of the star through the five points. London, Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo, 
Visualize these outpouring energies enlivening small groups gathering everywhere, aiding them to focus and direct the energies into the consciousness of all humanity, solving its problems, creating right human relations, restoring peace on earth. Project a rainbow bridge towards the spiritual hierarchy and sound together the invocation of light. Radiance we are in power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day. There's just a couple phrases that are used in one instance to describe the work of triangles. And they're quite inspiring when you really ponder them. And so I just thought I'd share a few thoughts related to them. It's said that triangles work is a hierarchical activity and that it's dear to the heart of the hierarchy and an aspect of the divine plan. So let's just ponder briefly on those ideas. A hierarchical activity dear to the heart of the hierarchy. So we can see here that this work that we do together each day, and when we gather each week for these webinars, we're participating not in an ordinary spiritual activity. There's so many um, groups and uh, practices that are being shared by many, many people throughout the world. And these are all contributing towards um, increasing the light in our world. But it's important, I think, to understand that this work that we're doing together in triangles is somewhat different because the more um, generally widespread practices that many people are involved in are the creation of humanity itself. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's wonderful, particularly if the people or group who 
were inspired to bring forth a spiritual practice were being inspired by their own souls or from higher realms, perhaps. The triangles itself is said to emanate from the hierarchy. It was brought forward um, through that means. And so it's not, as I said, an ordinary practice. It has the full support and weight of that middle center, that planetary heart center, and those who inhabit it, sustaining it. And it's really our task, those of us who are helping to anchor this work in the world, to make sure that we do what we can to maintain its purity, its simplicity, and also its link with that higher center. For without that link, that inner link, our work then becomes watered down. And so each day when we work with this, it's helpful to keep in mind its special nature and its potency and the responsibility that we have as participants in it to help maintain that high standard of activity. And as we do so, our work will increasingly reach out to a broader platform and more people will be drawn to its inherent magnetism and radiation. And a subset of that fact that it's a hierarchical activity is that we're told even more incredibly that it's dear to the heart of the hierarchy. And so we know that that heart is really the world teacher himself, the Christ, the Imam Mahdi, Maitreya Buddha, whatever name we might want to give to that central figure, this work is not only a hierarchical activity, but it's supported by the heart of the hierarchy. So we know that with each triangle, that synthesizing point, which is highlighted in our meditation that will follow, is the Christ himself. And so as we bring that energy alive within our triangles work, we help to let the inner teachers know that we're doing what we can. We're playing our part to help strengthen the network. And the other idea that I mentioned is that this triangle's work is an aspect of the divine plan. And those of you who've been working with, with the Lucis Trust for a number of years will know that a few years back, we highlighted as one of our arcane school keynotes, this idea of the plan as being a subjective, the creation of a subjective synthesis and a telepathic interplay that can eventually annihilate time. Um, that's really gives us a visual of the relationship, I think, between the triangles network and the fact that it is an aspect of this plan because the triangles work, as we know, is really intended to do just that, to create a subjective synthesis that annihilates time. So it's really about visualizing the network as an already existent reality, because we know it is. We know that on subtle levels, our planet 
is already sacred is composed of a network of triangles. But the difficult task that we're charged with is to help precipitate that synthetic flow of triangles onto the physical plane to bring it out from underneath all of the fogs and mists which are currently covering that network. And one of my coworkers uh, here today also shared another quote with me, with us about the plan that I thought might be particularly applicable to today's world. And so I thought I'd share that. And it, it's part of our Instagram post for today. So if you'd like to become part of our Instagram platform, I believe that um, Joshua is going to put a, a link to that in our chat box. So the quotes from Discipleship in the New Age, volume one, page 64 to 65. And it says, this is the aspect of the plan that the masters would like to see implemented now, because we know the plan is not related to any one time in planetary history. In fact, it's timeless, it's beyond time. But there are um, constraints within its working out. Humanity has to be ready for the plan. And so this is the part of the plan that humanity is ready for. This is the part of the plan that the masters seek to see realized at this time. And it says, separation is a thing of the past and unity is the goal of the immediate future. It goes on to say, hatred is retroactive and goodwill is the touchstone of the future. So each of us can ask ourselves what steps we can take in our daily lives to help make the energies generated by our participation in the triangles work of use in forging lines of cooperation and unity in our daily lives. Stepping back from the currents that are somewhat challenging today towards that objective and instead building in the many spheres of lighted energy that our work seeks to bring to the world to cooperate towards cooperation, towards the fostering of unity. So let's now work together with our meditation. Integrating ourselves upon the mental plane, taking our stance at the center of the event arm cross, calling in the energy of the group soul and establishing a point of loving lighted energy at the center of that cross. Linking with all people throughout the world who are working with this triangles meditation group. And we project a bridge of lighted energy towards the highest center Shambhala and sound together the affirmation of will. 
in the center of the will of God, I stand. Naught shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the Radiant Worldwide Triangles Network. Hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love which underlies and infuses the network. Lift the consciousness to the world teacher who stands as the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and also at the heart of each triangle. Now visualize the energies of love, light, and goodwill circulating in and around the triangle's network. Visualize these energies unifying and eliminating all divisions within humanity, healing and transforming human consciousness and establishing right human relationships.
Now let's visualize a rainbow bridge towards the spiritual hierarchy and sound together the mantra of unification. The sons of men are one and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere. Prior to sounding the great invocation, silently or aloud, as we repeat each stanza, visualize the, the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, and as a channel through which light and love and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. from the point of light within the mind of God. Let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. from the center where the will of God is known. Let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth.
Thank you, everyone. So just before Frida begins her presentation, we wanted to make an announcement about the fact that today we're going to work a little bit differently. After Frida's presentation, we're going to use uh, breakout rooms. Many of you may be familiar with that. And so Michael's going to share with you a few points related to that. Thanks, Kathy. And thank you for that meditation. Um, regarding the breakout rooms, we'd like to offer some of the rooms in Spanish as well. And so in order for the host, which is me, to know which room to assign you to, we ask that those who would like to be in a Spanish room, who are Spanish speakers and would like to do the breakout discussion in Spanish, rename themselves with a dash ES after their name. So the way you rename yourself is you need to go to your Zoom toolbar, either at the top or the bottom of your screen, open your participants window by clicking on the button that says participants. And you'll go to your window and hover over your name, which is at the very top, click the more button, and then click rename. Once you've added a dash ES to the end of your name, you can just click OK or accept, and then that will be all. It's back to you, Kathy. OK, Frida, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. I'm delighted to be here today. Um, as Kathy mentioned, the title of my talk today is The Power of Thought to Manifest the New Civilization. And of course, we're doing that every time we meet in this triangles uh, group. We're amplifying our individual thought through the power of group thought. So this talk is not really a lot of my original thinking, but it comes primarily from the book Education in the New Age. Uh, this is a wonderful book. If you have read it, um, wonderful. You might want to revisit it. And if you haven't, I certainly recommend it. It's certainly one of the more um, easy to read and accessible books um, uh, written by Alice Bailey. So this book was actually written in 1954. But when we read some of the uh, information in the book about um, the New Age, we um, really get some, um, some really good ideas that are absolutely timeless. So if you look at the um, outline for this book, which I'm trying to open right now, um, there's a number of chapters, but uh, one of the chapters includes two things that I'll include in my talk today. 
Uh, one is the um, cultural unfoldment of the race, where he talks about civilization and culture. Uh, and he again goes on about the next step in the development of humanity, which I'd like to include in, in some of my uh, future talks on this topic, with a specific two sections. One, he has the present transition period, and the second is on the Aquarian age. And the final two chapters are on the culture of the individual and the science of the Antikarana, which I don't use that word just because it's not the most uh, accessible word, I try to use the word bridge building um, when I'm talking about that topic. So in the book, Alice Bailey tells us that true education is the science of linking up the integral parts of a man, she uses the man, we could say human being, and also linking them up in turn with their immediate environment, and then the greater whole in which uh, he or she has to play a part. So that's the definition we're given of education. Um, but in the talk today, I'm going to answer some questions. Um, the first question is, what do we mean when we say new age or new civilization? How do we help to manifest uh, this new civilization? And what are the key advancements or developments that we can expect? We've all heard the term new age and we all have probably numerous ideas and impressions on based on that phrase, both good and bad. So to kind of clear our mind, I'd like to use different terms. I'd like to say the new or the Aquarian civilization. What does this mean? Well, Alice Bailey tells us that it is the age of synthesis, of inclusiveness, and of understanding. And I think some of those were uh, mentioned by Kathy earlier today, and that the new education of the Aquarian age must begin very gently to penetrate the human aura. We also hear from her that the coming into manifestation of the Aquarian civilization should provide grounds for profound and convinced optimism as nothing can stop it. This Aquarian influence will eventually and inevitably condition the future determine the type of culture and civilization, indicate the form of government, and produce a profound effect upon humanity. So here are the themes, optimism. We can all feel optimistic for the future uh, and that the impact of this Aquarian influence will reach all parts of our life and all parts of our society, including politics, the economy, and education. So at this point, we're probably still in this transition period where the Piscean influences are being withdrawn and the new Aquarian influences are beginning to take hold. And hence, the levels of ideological conflict and division that we see in the world. During this period of transition that could well last for another 100 years, we are challenged to bridge the many divides that exist within our society and weave together the threads of ideas new and old, harmonizing them into a coherent whole. So we see these divisions certainly in politics and religion, healthcare, education, we see it in science and the arts, and many, many fields of human expression. And in order to bring about this new civilization, we're not really asked to throw out the old, but to build better, 
you've probably heard that phrase, build this new inclusive civilization on the foundations of the old. Yes, toss out what no longer serves, but also transform, translate, and transfer what does work and bring it into a synthetic whole. So we manifest this new civilization through the power of thought. While nothing can stop this age moving forward, we can help to hasten its arrival and ameliorate the backlash and resistance from the waning Piscean energies using this power. Alice Bailey tells us that humankind is developing the capacity to think, which will enable us to build true to the great thought patterns which underlie the outer structures of the world. She goes on to say that the attentive minds of the age are being made sensitive to these patterns so that the individual mind can recognize them and bring them out of the darkness and into, into day, into the light of day. Well, this world structure, as we've termed it, or as I've termed it, or we together, the new civilization, emerges from inner thought patterns and thought forms. So to build this new civilization, we need to educate and train people of goodwill everywhere to contact the world of thought and accurately and with clarity articulate and share the ideas per perceived. So this is really what's happening uh, when we take our spiritual training and in spiritual schools all over the world. Uh, Alice Bailey goes on to say that these will be people whose minds are so subordinate to the group good and so free from all sense of separativeness that their minds present no impediment to the contact with the world of reality and of inner thought. They will be people of goodwill, of high mental caliber, with minds well-stocked and equipped, and they will be free from personal ambition and selfishness, animated by love of humanity and by a desire to help the race. And she names the person a spiritual person. So I hope in listening to this that you all agree, I am such a person. So to assist in this work, it is impediment on each one of us to develop our minds in this way, to think, to read, to meditate on new ideas and experiment with new modes of living. We can do this by lending our power of thought to amplify existing Aquarian thought patterns, to bring down new ideas by this rain cloud or rain shower of knowable things from the plane of intuition into human consciousness. So, sorry, uh, one of the keys will be the incorporation of meditation into educational curricula. Meditation helps the individual mind uh, relate to the universal mind and to higher impressions. It can be called the science of vision. We have seen how meditation is now being recognized as a way of bringing calmness, focus, integration, good health, and educational progress. Scientists and neurologists can now see very specific changes in the brain that result from meditation practices and are even beginning to discern differences between various types of practice. As this is increasingly recognized, parents will want to ensure that their children have a good grounding in meditation and therefore ask or demand its inclusion in the educational curricula. The second key change is um, we're seeing in education is group consciousness, an ability to understand and respect other people and their differences, racial, religious, culture, sexual orientation, 
and then work together in common purpose. So we could call this bridge building work of the younger generation, and it will certainly bear fruit as they come of age and take on greater responsibility in the world. But this is the external aspect of the work. The inner work is the bridging of the divide between soul and personality. Once these built bridges are constructed, they will facilitate the stream or flow of consciousness that will end the sense of separation that humanity currently suffers from. And I see this here in Toronto in our student body, which is very diverse and where young people work together and produce a kind of creative synthesis. I feel when they reach maturity, they're going to bring in a whole world of new attitudes, new ways of thinking and doing things that will enrich our society. The third key change arising from the previous two is a strong sense of service. We can also see this growing now in our youth. Again, in Ontario, all young people must conclude 40 hours of community service before graduation. While this is imposed by the educational system, it will soon be seen as a normal and natural part of a young person's development. As young people build the connection between soul and personality, they will understand the purpose, the plan, and the needs of humanity, and they will have a strong desire to see these implemented. I think we can see this now in the burgeoning youth-led environmental movement. So we have meditation, group consciousness through bridge building, both inner and outer, followed by a life of service. We can see that the transition to Aquarian thinking is one that is both inclusive and group-oriented and will not solve just one problem that we're facing in the Piscean age, but we'll solve them all together. Once the principle of inclusiveness is firmly rooted in human consciousness, once the group is considered ahead of the individual, the attention to shift will shift to what is best for everyone. And this doesn't mean the subordination of the individual. It simply means that individuals will work uh, cooperatively with its sense of group consciousness. So for those of us who are practicing esotericism or studying in a sp spiritual school, we may be burdened by this old separative Piscean thinking. It, it's a, it could be a legacy of our upbringing, our socialization, politicization, and education. But this can be overcome with the same means as I've just outlined for young people, opening our minds, learning to meditate, thinking about bridge building, both inner and outer and getting the focus off ourselves and onto others so that we can be of service. Each of us is challenged to, to make this shift and to use the capacity and the power of our mind to bring about um, change in this new Aquarian age. So we're going to use this power of thought or clear thinking right now. Um, by pondering and talking in small groups. And I'm going to pose two questions to you that you'll take into your group discussion. What would it take to have the three pillars of meditation, group consciousness and group consciousness as it comes about through bridge building and service taught and practiced in schools around the world? So that's the first question. So just maybe jot that one down those three pillars, meditation, group consciousness, service. And the second question is, what would be the impact on society 
if this was implemented worldwide. Take those two thoughts and, of course, any other thought that you might have uh, based on this uh, discussion today, and let's amplify it through the power of group thought. Thank you, everyone. Well, maybe everyone's back now. Just wanted to say thank you very much to Frida and for to Michael and this experiment we had with breakout rooms. We think most of you probably enjoyed it. It was a really good experience in our group. And so we'll probably be using this function more often in our triangles work and also in our seminar that's coming up. So if you enjoyed this, um, we're glad. And um, so why don't we just take, it's four o'clock. So why don't we just take a moment to link together as a group, visualizing the planet as surrounded by a network of golden triangles. And we'll sound the OM. Thank you. Thanks, Kathy. Thank you.